So I have a question. How are small business owners like us, who are spending 60 plus hours a week working in our businesses and are still struggling to make ends meet, who have no time to spend with family, friends, or the things we value most in life, who feel trapped inside of our businesses and it is consuming our lives? How do we get the freedom to be able to work on our businesses and not in them? That is the question. This podcast will give you the answer. My name is John Nichols, and this is Expansion Code Radio. What's up, everyone? Welcome to today's podcast. My name is John Nichols, and this is Expansion Code Radio. Today, we have a wonderful guest. His name is Matthew Passy, and he is going to uh, give us some great information about podcasting, especially podcasting in your in your local area to help uh, bring business in and some other things. So, uh, Matthew, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me, John. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh man, always. I mean, I love uh, I love fellow podcasters and people that's got great information and and you know, I think what you do really helping people get to this podcasting level, being able to help people promote their business through podcasting. The the, the stuff I think that you're doing is is just awesome. Oh, thank you very much. It's been. Uh... I never really dreamed of actually being an entrepreneur. I know you're you're big into the entrepreneurial lifestyle, and it wasn't something that I had sought out in life. It was just something that I kind of fell into because of my previous experience in radio and media. And podcast became a part of my job description. And then when I found myself trying to find out what my next gig was, the the skills that I had procured, the experience that I had, and the timing just worked out well. Yeah. So. So kind of go through that story with me about about about, about how it actually happened. Sure. So it, it really starts my first real job out of college. I worked for a talk radio station here in New Jersey, one of the largest, uh, actually one of the largest talk radio stations in the country, uh, working in the newsroom, helping out with, you know, morning news, morning weather, updating the website, stuff like that. And while I was there, it was around 2007, 2008. I can never remember exactly when it, it popped up, but the iPhone had been announced, the very first iPhone. And with yeah. it, Apple had announced an actual podcast store, podcasts that existed for a little while before that, but they were really, really annoying and difficult to get access to. But now with the podcast store and the iPhone, it became a lot easier for people to access this content. So anyway, I, I really podcast, you know, show up on my radar. I'm looking at it. I was like, oh, these are interesting. I wonder if we could use it. And I basically went to my boss at the time. I was like, maybe we should have a podcast for the morning news. And he's like, if it doesn't cost me money and I don't have to do any more work, sure, go for it. So I, I took our early morning news content, packaged it up, removed the ads, removed some of the, you know, the timely content that didn't make sense. And we started publishing our, our first, po- first podcast. And it was so rudimentary that I actually had to go in and physically update the RSS feed every day and like actually like, you know, input it as code as opposed to now where you just go to a website, you know, enter a couple of things and hit send. So that was my first experience with podcasting. After that, I went to work for a large media organization. The Wall Street Journal had a radio network and they were pretty forward thinking and pretty advanced in the space of digital technology and they had already been doing podcasts for a while. So I went to work for them, and my job was actually 50% work on the radio, 50% producing podcasts. So for eight years, I, every day, was hosting, editing, producing, and launched a few uh, podcasts. 
and was doing that for a long time and, and truthfully thought I was going to be doing that job for a really long time. I was in conversation with someone about a promotion to kind of head up digital audio um, for our unit, right? They were going to really focus their efforts on podcasts and, and make a big deal about it. This was right at the end of 2014. And the day I was going to go on my interview for it, they said, ah, something came up, you know, can we push this back a couple of weeks and we'll, you know, we'll just, we'll reschedule or bring it in. It's like, okay, well, a couple of weeks later, it turned out the reason they rescheduled was because they were planning on laying us all off. They were shutting <laughs> oh, down God. the radio network. Yeah. They were shutting down the entire radio network and they decided to just clean sweep. They let go everybody, radio podcast, the whole shebang. We were all gone, which was by the way, terrible timing. Uh, because at the end of 2014, this little podcast called Serial came out and podcasting hit a major renaissance moment, right? That was when podcasting really hit the mainstream, really started to hit pop culture. More and more people were talking about it. And it, you know, it was kind of like that first like rocket boost of popularity for the podcasting space. Um, so it was weird timing. Anyway, 2015, I don't have a job anymore, trying to figure out what my next gig is going to be. And while I'm out there trying to find my next job, some of the people that I used to interview for the Wall Street Journal reached out and were like, you know, we used to record podcasts with you all the time. And it turned out that these were actually pretty good for helping us to grow our business. So do you think you could help us with our own podcast? It's like, yeah, I don't know. Sure. Why not? I, I, I realized like all I really need is a computer to do this. Yeah, I could do this. And so I said, sure. And I, I you know, formed a small little business, put my name, you know, officially on the records as doing this. And I figured, all right, why don't I just do this, make a little bit of extra money on the side while I actually go out there and try and find a, a real full-time job. And sure enough, you know, one client led to two clients, two clients led to three clients. One day I got contacted out of the blue. The first time I really got a, a client that wasn't from my own network, right? Somebody wasn't referred to me or, or, you know, wasn't somebody I'd known prior. He wanted to launch a podcast. We said, great, let's do it. My experience at the journal helped me, you know, communicate with him and, and put some trust in me. At the time, there weren't a lot of podcast producers like myself. And uh, his show launched and he was very successful very early on. And a lot of other folks in his space wanted to get into podcasting as well. And I was fortunate and grateful that, you know, when they asked him, hey, I love your show. How do you do it? He would just say, you talk to Matthew. And so lots more people started to come my way. We started to grow faster and faster. And 2017, I decided I stopped looking for other work. I quit my part-time jobs and I went, you know, full, full force into running this podcast production business. And now we do production, consulting, podcast audits, uh, remote recording assistance, if that's your thing. And like you were kind of alluding to with the local, we just opened up a new podcast studio here in Jersey, and we are trying to use that as a way to focus efforts on the what I think is an important emergence of localized uh, digital content, both audio and video. So can you go into a little bit more about that? Because the thing is, is that, I mean, podcasting is changing rapidly right now. Um, and there's so many people, I mean, there's so many people jumping on podcasting. It was kind of interesting. I, you know, I, I, I told, told Matthew earlier, I said, you know, Hey, you're my 114th episode. He said, congratulations. And I said, yeah, I've been doing it a little over a year. And he, 
his eyes looked like, how much content are you putting out? And uh, it was it was just kind of interesting, kind of funny, too, a little bit. Um, but uh, the thing is, is that this time last year, I was putting out three podcasts a, a week. And now I'm I'm publishing twice a week. And um, and this is just for me, just a just a give back uh, for how successful I've been. And I'm just trying to help other people out more than anything. I'm just trying to give back to the world a little bit of some of my knowledge and try to get great guests like Matthew on here to give great information to to my listeners. But getting back to that, though, talk to me a little bit about this whole concept of of localizing podcast. Sure. So right now, a lot of the clients that we work with in the podcasting space are, many of them are financial, right? Background being from the Wall Street Journal tend to gravitate towards people who work in finance and on Wall Street and, and things like that. And a few years ago, I, you know, I must've been dealing with my fifth or sixth accountant or something like that. You know, one of these jobs are like, yeah, we want to launch a podcast to grow our business. I was like, oh, what's the podcast going to be about? Well, it's going to be about accounting. And I was like, listen, it's 2018, 2019, whatever, whatever year it was at the time. Podcasting had been around for almost 15 years. We've been going through this huge, massive growth in podcasting. And there's tons and tons of podcasts on the topic of, again, just for example, let's call it accounting. What is it that you're going to do that's going to help you stand out from the crowd when it comes to doing a podcast about accounting? As far as I could tell, two plus two is going to equal four no matter which one of these accountants is going to go out there and do a show like this. And it got them mildly upset, as you can imagine being told maybe they should do a podcast because it's going to be hard to use that to grow their business. But it got us both thinking, what can we do to really help this person stand out from the crowd to find a niche that would matter and make a difference and make it easier for them to be successful in podcasting. And in our conversations, it turned out that he was really a big homebody and a hometown person, right? Like he supports the local sports team. He was you know, maybe active in city council or supports the city council, right? He just, he, he is a big, big outspoken member of his community. And I was like, well, is anybody doing content about your community? He's like, no, actually nobody is. I was like, there you go. Let's help you create a podcast highlighting the town, the area, whatever it is, the area that you live in um, as a way to grow your business. And the reason why was most of his clients were going to be from his area anyway. And the thought was, let's get out there and put you, let's get out there and get you to create content that there's a void in the market for. And that by doing so, you can grow your network. Right. Because even if you didn't have a huge audience of people that were going to listen to the, right, let's call it the Southern New Jersey podcast, right? Even if tons and tons of people didn't listen, if he interviewed one new business each week as a way to create content, he was going to meet 52 new, potentially new business owners that live in his area, form a relationship with, get to know them. And, you know, he doesn't even have to sell himself on the podcast. Just ask them about what they do, dote about their business, tell them how amazing they are. And then after the conversation is done, they might say, so, so Matthew, what is it that you do? It's like, oh, I'm an accountant. And maybe that person's going to say, you know, funny you should mention that. I've been thinking I need a new accountant. You've been very nice to me. Maybe we can, maybe I can talk to you about your services. Or better yet, that person leaves the conversation. Somebody else says, oh, man, I need an accountant. He goes, 
I just had an amazing conversation with the account. He's actually doing a podcast about our town. You should go check him out. Right. Like that, that ability to network, to connect, to grow goodwill with the people in your community can be super powerful. Uh, even if the podcast isn't a smashing success and gets thousands of downloads, but that said, there's a good chance that podcast can be successful because you are creating content that doesn't exist. You are filling a void. You are, you know, doing something that is of passion and interest to you. And ostensibly it should be of passion and interest to your community. And there's more and more ways that we can go on there, but I see you might have a question. So I'm going to pause here and give you a chance to, to cut in if you got to. <laughs> <clears throat> no, no. I mean, I'm just sitting here just my, I don't, I'm, my, my wheels are turning, Matthew, because the thing is, is that this is, um, because we are all the time looking at new in, innovative ways to market. And the thing is, is that for, for my businesses that necessarily wouldn't work. Well, it, it might, it might work for one of my businesses, but, um, but the cool thing about that is, is that it's getting these touches with people that is outside your industry and just letting them come on and talk about themselves. And the thing is, is that, you know, for me, this is, this is probably a better relationship builder than going to a network meeting. I mean, think Pro about that. Probably. Because probably. the thing is, is that, so let's say that you interview somebody for 30, 30 to 30 minutes to an hour. Right. And you, and you talk about them, you talk about what's going on in their life, you talk about what's going on in their business and everything else. Now, you've already spent an hour just chit-chatting with someone that's, that is not over coffee that you're going to put out to the world and help promote their business. And they're going to turn around and put that on, on their social media. You'll put it on your social media. Hopefully, you'll get some people to do. But the thing is, is that, I mean, I really think that you are onto something that is brilliant. Um, and every time I say, say the brilliant, it reminds me of that stupid Guinness commercial. I say, brilliant. You know, did you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I remember that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, the, those are still my favorite beer commercials of all time. Even though we, I've seen there's been so many, it's just those, you know, the, the two English guys or two Irish guys just run it. Brilliant. Anyhow, sorry. I, 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 I sometimes go down rabbit holes, man. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, but, but just getting back to what I was saying is that somebody that has done a ton of marketing in their life with as many businesses as we own, um, th that is 100% brilliant. So, well, and, and it gets, it gets even better, right? You're saying I just had an hour long conversation with you, right? So now let's say you do want to contact that business. No longer are you cold emailing or cold calling them and being told like, no, right. I don't leave me alone. Rah, 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 right. Click. Um, and, and, right? You've created this nice warm relationship, but then better yet. And some of my clients do this really well today, which is they will interview someone in their space. They'll have a great conversation. They'll turn to that person and say, Hey, you know, thank you for joining me on the podcast. This has been a lot of fun. I, I learned a ton. Let me ask you something. Is there anybody else who, you know, that you think would make for a good guest on the show or, or someone who I can learn from or, or someone I can interview? And Invariably, if you had a good conversation, you learn from them, that person would be delighted to be like, oh, yeah, I know this person and this person. So if you can do that again on that localized level, right? Hey, I walked into, you know, John's store and I, I interviewed John and John and I had a great conversation. I say, John, who else do you know? Now John's going to possibly introduce me to two more people who I'm going to have on the show. 
And now not only do I have more great content to get, but now I'm, I'm expanding my network, right? I'm expanding the circle of people who are in my universe who maybe they're not going to become clients of mine, but they're going to know who I am. They're going to know what I do. They're going to know that I care about the community. And maybe just maybe when it comes time for someone to say, I need a new accountant, they're going to remember me. And, and again, that doesn't even again take into account the fact that you are actually creating something for your community that could be beneficial. There's a guy in Salt Lake City, does a show, I Am Salt Lake, Chris Hollifield. He's been doing it for 10 years. Massively successful podcast. He just goes around, talks to interesting businesses, individuals, folks doing things around Salt Lake City that he finds fascinating. He is, you know, I'm not saying he has led the renaissance, but like you can check out his show and see like Salt Lake City is a cool place to visit if you know where to go. And Chris is kind of telling you where to go. And he is so good at making those intimate local connections and marketing the show in such a way that it's easy for a show to grow. Uh, For example, a couple of things he he told me he did uh, a few years ago for a show. One, there are now these digital billboards that you can get, right? You pay a couple Mm -hmm. of bucks and they'll flash something on the screen for 10 to 15 seconds. Well, as a, as a national podcast, right, it's going to be hard to buy a billboard everywhere to reach everybody. But if there's a couple of billboards in your town, makes perfect sense. My target audience is going to be there. Why? Because they live there. They're probably driving by the billboard. So great. One, easy way to market. Two, they have a regular farmer's market. What would he do? He would talk to the organizers of the farmer's market and say, hey, I'll, I'll promote the farmer's market on the show. And they would say, sure, that, that's great. Why don't you throw a tent up in the farmer's market? So he would set up a tent at the farmer's market, put his little sign out there, bring a couple of microphones, just sit around, have fun, maybe interview people passing by. But now everybody at the farmer's market was walking by his tent, seeing his logo, seeing his sign, maybe picking up a sticker or a business card. You know, anytime you see somebody with microphones, your head goes, oh, what are they doing over there? Right? Like you always get that. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, you're always curious to see what they're doing. So they were getting a lot of attention just sitting there on, you know, the, mo- the morning of the farmer's market. Great idea. The other thing he did that I thought was just brilliant was, you know, when you walk into a, a business, you walk into a retail store and they've got right by the door, right? As you're walking in just to the side of the door, you've got those stickers that say, we accept Visa, MasterCard, American Express, or here are our business hours. He made up window stickers for his show and anybody who was a guest, he gave it to them. And they would proudly display it right there on the front of their store. And now, obviously, people going in and out of the store would see it, but even people just walking down the street, right? His little logo was just everywhere. And so now when he goes out there and he says, hey, here's who we are, they see the logo, they go, I know that guy. And they've already got a sense of familiarity with the brand and what he does, and they know he's part of the community. So imagine you're doing all that, and you're doing it as part of your accounting business as part of your dry cleaning business. Maybe you own a few restaurants. Maybe you're a realtor in the area, right? It's putting out this podcast and promoting your community and talking about the things that are going on in the community. It's like putting your name on the back of the jerseys for the kids who are playing little league, or, you know, it's like the person who sponsors, you know, whatever the, the annual parade every year, right? You're showing everyone I'm part of this community. I care about this community. I support this community. And that is what's going to make 
everyone really excited to want to work with you. And there's, and there's more benefits beyond that. I can keep going. <laughs> well, I mean, and th- this is the one thing that, that I, that keeps just rolling around in my head. It's like a hamster on a wheel right now. I mean, you, you've really given me some great marketing stuff, but the thing is, is the one thing that, that you didn't mention that you probably think that you, I'm sure you've already thought about this, but so some, some person interviews me for my UPS store here in Lenore city, Tennessee. And I, and I just start talking about my store and about my story and everything else. The, the first thing you want to do as a podcast host is ask for that story. Tell me your story first. And then, we, then we'll talk about your business because the story is the hook and the business is the afterthought. But the business is the last thing that they're going to hear. The story is going to keep them interested. The business information is what's going to keep them. It is what's the last thing that they're going to hear. But on top of that, though, now that business owner is going to go, and get on Facebook and tell his how many of her followers. And most of the thing about Facebook, Facebook is mostly local followers within what, a 50 mile radius? Is that about Something right, like Matthew? That. Yeah. Well, and, and to your point, right? Like you, you have all these entrepreneur podcasts, right? All these business success podcasts. And what do they want to do? They all want to interview Elon Musk. They all want to interview Jeff Bezos. They all want to interview Tim Cook and Gary Vaynerchuk, right? Because those guys epitomize business success. Well, there are tons of really interesting, successful business owners in your town who nobody's interviewing, right? Because they don't have a big enough name or, you know, they're not a national brand or they don't appear on, you know, whatever, Shark Tank or, or any sort of nonsense like that. Those people, one, they're going to have stories that nobody else is telling, which is going to make you stand out from the crowd. Number two, because nobody's asking them to be interviewed, Right. To your point, if if I interview Jeff Bezos, and not that he's knocking on my door to be interviewed or anything like that, but if I were to interview Jeff Bezos, what's he going to do? Is he going to spend all day, you know, promoting my podcast? Oh, I was on this great show with Matthew Passy. No, he does four hundred interviews a day. He doesn't care. But if I interview John, right, the owner of the UPS store in Tennessee, who doesn't get who doesn't get interviewed all the time, you're going to be blowing up your social media. Oh man, I was on a podcast. Check out my interview. You're going to be so happy to share with your community. Unlike so many of these other national talents who aren't going to bother, it's it's incredible the difference enthusiasm will make in helping to grow your show. Yeah, it, 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 you're 100 correct. I got a little tongue tied there. It's just you know, there's an untapped market that I mean, I don't know how many people are doing just local podcasts. One of my first interviews was with a guy out of uh, Brisbane, Australia. Of all places, he was a lawyer. I just got on Podmatch, and uh, you know, and I was just like, "Hey, I'm gonna do my first interview." And and of course, you know, the guy was great. I wasn't that fantastic because I hadn't done any interviews yet. You know, it's one of those learning curves. But the cool thing about it was is that I went and back and and looked at his stuff, and he does a local um, podcast there in Australia, in his town. And the thing is, is that you know, he's getting probably. I don't know, two or 3,000 views or listens or downloads, should I say. Um, but it's from his town. I mean, there, I mean, he's not getting a ton of stuff. He's only getting X amount of stuff from just where he's at. And I said, well, that in the beginning, I was just like, that's just kind of odd. And I just kind of blew it off. But during our conversation, Matthew, that, that really made me think that. And, and he's a lawyer and he is interviewing 
all kinds of folks locally. And I didn't think much about it. And, and, and I asked him why he got on Podmatch. He was just like, I don't know. I'm just trying to get out here and do and, you know, and be interviewed by some other people wherever. And I, I wasn't sure what his end game was on Podmatch, but um, it was just kind of interesting to me that that he had a local successful podcast that he was doing and he was trying to expand. Well, and, and what's so interesting is that the, the idea of success, right? When we do podcasts, when we do YouTube, we try and measure success against Joe Rogan's Gary Vaynerchuk's New York times, Fox, CNN, right? Like we're, we're trying to compete with these massive media organizations with these massive marketing machines, these massive budgets. And we just can't, Right. We've got no way. I've got no way of generating 10 million downloads in a year with the resources that are available to me. And so if I'm yeah. creating a podcast and I'm trying to compete with those, I'm going to get frustrated very quickly. But let me tell you, if you could put out a podcast, if you live in a town of well, 10,000, you could put a put out a podcast that reaches 500 of them per episode. That's a pretty good capture yeah, rate. It right? is. Compare that to, you know, the the country or the population of the world with what people are getting today. It's a pretty good share of your market. The other thing is think about your advertising rates, right? If I go to, I don't know, hello fresh, right? They want 10,000, 20,000, 50,000 downloads. Uh, and before they'll even really talk to you about advertising on your podcast. Well, what about Johnny's pizza? The, you know, the one that you order from every Friday night, the one that's down the street, the one that maybe has a delivery area of, I don't know, call it five to 700 homes or maybe a thousand homes, or maybe it's the whole town. Who knows? But how excited would Johnny's Pizza be to get in front of 500 people every week on a local show? Yeah. Ecstatic. Because it doesn't take much for Johnny to convert a few of those potential calls into customers, right? Once you find your pizza place, you call them every week, right? You're not, you're not rotating pizza places, right? The family orders from Johnny's every Friday night. So if, if you can get Johnny to sponsor your podcast with your 500 listeners, you could probably charge him about the same as somebody would charge for 5,000 listeners, given the concentration of the market and the, you know, the known that Johnny's not putting his money to something that might reach someone in Wisconsin, right? He's only reaching people in your neck of the woods. I don't see why he couldn't pull 10 to 20 new customers. And that's that's basically 10 to 20 recurring customers. He's basically getting new subscribers to his pizza joint. Uh, if he can get them, you know, if you can make that conversion, you can have so much success with that localized, highly focused effort. And and on the other side, the marketing, right? We were talking about Facebook and all all these digital marketing platforms that we use, Google, Facebook, whatever. Right. They're always like, yeah, reach everybody. But you could spend so much less to reach everybody in your town. Such a concentrated way. And forget that. Right. Forget the digital marketing efforts. You know how easy it is to market a podcast about your local community? Just walk out the door. Because every single person you see on your way to work, at the school events with your kids, on the baseball fields, at the dry cleaners, at the grocery store, at the convenience store, everybody you you come across is your potential audience. 
Yeah. So it's much easier to grow an audience that you can see, touch, shake hands with, build a relationship with. You can go put, you know, something up on the, on the bulletin board of your favorite business that allows you to promote, you know, little businesses around there or drop a, or, or put something on the, on the telephone pole that people have been stapling up flyers to put a couple of yard signs out there, right? Your efforts are so much easier to do because everything's just right there, right outside your door. Yeah. That, that is so true. It's, I mean, the thing, thing is, is that there is so much, I mean, and I'm from Knoxville, Tennessee. So I mean, so we're, we're not a tiny little town, but I mean, but you know, I mean, but we've got a, you know, a good, I mean, no, I'm sorry, we're not a large town, but we, you know, we, it inside the uh, city limits in Knoxville. I think it's 120 something thousand folks. It's inside that. That's, I mean, the thing is, is that if you can reach, I mean, if, if you could get up to 500, 500 people, 600 people, maybe even a thousand people inside Knoxville listening to you. That, that's a big thing. Think about it. And, and, and again, if you go to that local event, you'll probably pass 500 people a day. It's easy. Yeah. Easy. Oh yeah. Um, <coughs> and it's kind of, kind of interesting about the farmer's market thing, because in the summertime here in Knoxville in downtown Knoxville in, in, in market square, they always, uh, they run from like, I don't know, the end of April through now, they just now shut it down. I think this week the farmer's market did. And so the, you know, so the thing is, is that it's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. You set up a little tent and just start interviewing anybody that, that, you know, any of the other vendors around there, that, that'd be fantastic. Get some folks in over there. And I'm sure, you know, everybody who belongs to a church or, you know, a mosque or a temple, right. Those places are constantly doing events that need support, and sponsors and donations. Well, who better that to donate than the local church where you belong to that's part of your community and say, yeah. you know, the the uh, the summer picnic brought to you by John's podcast. Yeah. You know what? Maybe John brings a microphone and he interviews a couple of the people there. And uh yeah. great. Now I've got content. I've got all these people who saw their friends getting interviewed or whatever. Now they're gonna tell their friends to go check out the show. And great, it's it's just there's so much more, it's so much easier to get the ball rolling when you don't have to worry about how far you have to look for all the resources that you need when they're just right outside your door. Yeah. It, yeah. That, that's absolutely crazy. And then, you know, the thing about it is, is that I've been thinking about starting a second podcast uh, coming the first year. Um, I'm, I'm a Christian and I, I was looking to just um, interview people and have them talk about just their God stories, you know, how God's impacted their life. Um, and the thing is, is that I think that, uh, um, I mean, and just, I mean, and just trying to talk to local people mostly. I mean, I have some, I have some people, other people across the country that I know. Um, and I have a couple of big deal folks that I know, but more than anything though, just trying to let people talk about the things, give them the, you know, the stories of their lives that has been, positive that's that's changed them you know yeah i mean it, it's just i i think the possibilities here are endless and by the way local doesn't have to be just your town yeah. right if you live in a big city maybe locals the neighborhood right or if you live in a you know maybe it's the state right maybe you cover college sports or you cover uh high school sports right maybe you want to do restaurant reviews for the county or 
what I mean, the, the, the possibilities of where you can create the, the focus of a localized podcast are seemingly endless. And not only is it, is it that the possibilities are endless and that, you know, we should be thinking about it and taking advantage of all that. Uh, but we've also lost a lot of localized media, right? Wherever you go, you see where radio stations have laid off the local newscasters and now they're just bringing in regional or syndicated national reports, newspapers, right? Community newspapers have been, dwindling down, shuttering doors, laying off people, right? So now all we get are police blotters and, you know, the person who covers the state house may be writing a report, but a lot of it is just more national stories, more regional stories. The person that used to go to your board of ed meeting, they don't work there anymore. The person that used to cover city council every week, they don't work there anymore. The person who used to write about high school sports, they got laid off, right? No, nobody's covering that stuff anymore because a lot of our institutions for media are just gutted. And so not only is there an opportunity there, but there's a real necessity for us to pick up that baton and say, I'm going to report about what's happening in my community. I'm going to share the stories. I'm going to go cover the restaurants. I'm going to talk about, you know, the construction project. I'm going to talk about this or, you know, whatever it is, there's just, so many opportunities there. And again, so much necessity for it, right? We, we've, we've done this in so many other places, right? We disrupted taxis and limousines by telling people, go in your car and do your own driving, right? We've replaced the del- delivery services with individuals running to the grocery store under Instacart. I think there's an opportunity for people to pick up the baton and to fill that void where we've lost local media and create their own local media. And I, I just think there's endless possibilities and amazing opportunities there to do it. Yeah, there is, there's so many different things. Um, it's, it, it just reminds me of a guy that, uh, that lives in Nashville and he, he's got a little local podcast and he doesn't have a whole lot of followers, but He's got a little local podcast, and he only thing he talks about. Well, he, he t- talks about a couple of things. He talks about the weather for the day. So he he, he produces he produces something um, five days a week, and then he talks about the weekend. But he also talks about local events <clears throat> that's going on. He also gives some sort of weather trivia piece to it. And the podcast is not long; it's like ten or fifteen, about ten minutes long. And uh, but the cool thing about it is, is that, but, but he, he's also saying, oh yeah, so they got all this traffic going on and this, this area is shut down or whatever. He talks about downtown Nashville, talks about who the Titans are playing. He talks about, um, <clears throat> about the Nashville Predator hockey team. He talks about Vanderbilt. He talks about all kinds of crazy stuff within that, but he always starts off with the weather, which is, the, which, which I think is, I don't know if it's cool or, or just interesting. <laughs> You know, when I worked in radio, I was, uh, we, we were news talk station. So you would hear the news traffic, weather at the top of the hour, the bottom of the hour in between there, you'd have personalities, you know, talking about daily topics, politics, news, laughter, whatever, uh, maybe quarter of the hour, you get more traffic and weather. And I remember the program director, somebody came up to me, we were having a conversation about how the business works. And he said, uh, you know, the, the talk talent that we have here 
those guys who, you know, the big names that everybody talks about, the ones who supposedly make all the money, right? Who, who we kind of drive the marketing around. Their job is to keep people on listening until traffic and weather. That's their job. I don't care what they say. I don't care how they do it. I don't care if they're left. I don't care if they're right. I don't care if they're upside down when they're doing the, when they're doing their little talk bits. All I care about is that people who are listening to them stay listening until traffic and weather because that's where they made their money because traffic and weather is information that people need, that people want, and that most radio stations, at least back in the day, that's where they sold the most advertising because everybody's got to deal with the weather and most people have to deal with traffic. And so that yeah. was the, that's really, that was the business of radio, at least you know 10 years ago today, who knows, because we can get the weather on our phone and traffic on the maps and, and all this other stuff. But Right. If you can, if you can create value or if you can put something out there that people feel like they need, then you can be very, very successful doing it. Yeah. And the thing is, is that he started this thing as, as he was just, he, he would do a podcast and just do it as, as hey, what's what's going on in Nashville this weekend? Kind of a thing, and um, and the, and some of his comments he got back was, you know, well, maybe you want to tell what, what the weather is so we know what we want to go do too. And so he yeah. started leading off with he, he started leading off with weather, and he started talking about hey, this is these are the, these are the events and stuff that's going on. Oh, and by the way, here's a here's here's a trivia piece about weather or whatever he was talking about. I mean. He did he distributed about all kinds of stuff. He always gave some little interesting fact at the very end. Lots about weather, uh, for whatever reason. And uh, but I mean, but I mean, he's got like a little cult following for certain, which is weird. I it doesn't sound that weird to me. And listen, I know we started off by talking about how this is a, a thing for good business, a thing for entrepreneurs, a thing to drive attention, but truly <clears throat> it could just be that you're passionate about this <laughs> stuff, right? You don't you don't have to go into it with this monetization mentality. Just go into it thinking, man, I go to every single, whatever, high school football game, right? I check out all the high school football games. As long as I'm there, I might as well talk about it, right? Maybe I can interview yeah. some of the players or some of the coaches, right? Again, going back to what I was saying earlier about guests who never get talked to, same thing, right? Nobody's reaching out to the high school football coaches for an interview. Nobody's checking out the, the athletic directors of the high school for an interview. You have great access to the people who are going to give you content to give you interesting information and you're going to build relationships. I, I, one of my clients does a podcast all about Rutgers athletics, just Rutgers, the state school of New Jersey, decent enough football team, pretty good basketball team, not a ton of coverage right in between New York and Philly. So it doesn't really get a lot of, it doesn't have its own like network or national coverage or whatnot. So these guys decide they're going to do a podcast about it. Well, nobody reaches out to the people at Rutgers from ESPN and, and Fox Sports for, for interviews. So when they want to get the football coach on, they get them. When they want to get the athletic directors, they get them. And because of that, because they've been doing it for so long, because they've been doing these interviews and building relationships, they have so much access to Rutgers athletics now, which is great for them because they love it. Right. They get invited to these to these events and they get, you know, they get recognized at the games. They're little celebrities all because they just love Rutgers sports. That was yeah. it. it. It's that simple. It doesn't always have to be about money. It could just be you're super passionate. 
And listen, if you do it right, you're super passionate, you work hard, you, you know, you're consistent, you think about the value you're delivering to the potential listeners out there, then it's going to be really easy to turn this into something you can do for a living. Yeah, that is so true. And, and the thing is, is that um, I do this podcast as a passion project. Um, I'm not looking for monetization on this thing. If it happens, it happens. I'm not really looking for it. But it's, I think it's just my attitude that I'm going into this thing. And I just want to add value to people's lives in general. And the, and, and the people that I'm trying to hit, you know, the, you know, because my passion is the small business owner out there. My passion is to help these folks out there in a way that, um, that I can just help them and bring value more than anything. And I think it's just part of that whole attitude that I have to help these folks. And I think at the, at the end of the day, you know, we, we talked about how much content I was putting out. I was putting content out because I was passionate about doing it. I mean, I had stuff in my head. I had words I needed to get out. I had things I needed to say to people. Um, and a podcast was potentially the fastest or easiest way for me to get something out. And uh, that's kind of the whole reason why I did it. So anybody out there that is listening to my podcast, you know, Started off as a passion project, man. I mean, that, I mean, I think Matthew said it the best, you know. And if you just go out and just do it just because you want to do it, I think that's awesome. So thanks, Matthew, for bringing this up. I mean, this is a fantastic topic. And I, you know, I've, I've loved every minute of this. Oh, it's my pleasure. I, I, like you said, you're passionate. I'm passionate about this. I could talk about this for, uh, for, for years. <laughs> Hopefully I will be. <laughs> Oh, yeah, most definitely. Well, Matthew, if anybody wants to get more information about you, how can they do that? Well, so I've been running the business, the podcast consultant.com for the last eight years, and that's our main production business. And that's where I do consulting and auditing and editing. So if you've got a podcast you want some help with, that's where you find us there. But if this idea of localized content piques your interest, or maybe you've already got it, um, we're doing a lot of stuff at towncaststudios.com. Now that site is really right now for our studio that we have here in Jersey. But, uh, if you're already doing localized content, towncast.com, uh, we've got a little form set up where you could submit your localized content. We're, we're going to try and build out something to make it easier for people to find content creators in their neighborhood. And then my partner is doing a, a podcast for local creators at TownCastPodcast.com. So basically, if you Google TownCast, hopefully uh, we pop up in a couple of different ways. And, uh, you know, we can uh, we can really help build enthusiasm for this con concept. Yeah, no, I mean, I think this concept is fantastic. Thank you so much for bringing it on today. And like I said, I will put all I'll put all your links and stuff in our uh the notes of this podcast. I'd also put it in the, um, the description on my YouTube channel. Uh, when I give this little clip, when I post this little clip of us together. So that sounds great. All right. Well, Matthew, thank you for being on the show. Uh, I want to thank all my listeners today and we will see you on the next one. Thank you so much for joining me today and listening to this episode. Hopefully, what I shared with you will help you in your business journey as we share to help others expand their minds, businesses, and profits. If this episode did help you, be sure to share it with someone else that you know that it will help. 
We can only achieve our mission if we share it with others and always give first. I hope I can also help you even further by sharing my resources. It is a page that contains all the digital assets we use to expand our business and to help us free up time. The great thing about this page is completely free. Just go to resources.expansioncode.com to get your free access. Thank you again for tuning in. Have a fantastic day, my friends.